Don't check <laughs>
kind of like he'll be what 28 29 when the deal's over so he's still pretty young yeah he'll have time for another con another nice contract yeah, this, which is good for him yeah he'll get paid again assuming he stays healthy which like you mentioned is the only real concern um but she had injuries which last year you know and i think that probably played into the 20 million guarantee because i mean it's it's only it's a short deal uh, but I also don't know. I mean, maybe we probably wouldn't have signed him that long anyway. I don't, I don't know that we were signed him much longer than that, given just that he's a running back, you know, and we picked him in the second round. So do they feel like they could, you know, when his deal is up, I guess we'll see kind of reevaluate three years from now. We can't predict the future, but I'd be interested to see if he produces the way he does, how this conversation goes in three years. Yeah. Picking him in the second round made it, that must get done this yeah. summer. Um, he didn't have that fifth year option that mm-hmm. Ward and Teller and I mean not Teller, uh, Baker yeah. had and such. Uh, so he had to get signed. Um, I think it just fits Cleveland. He fits Cleveland. Yeah, mold of Cleveland, hardworking. He fits what they've been building. You know, he just kind of goes in and works. He like you said, doesn't have any off the field issues, uh, which is good. I think you know for that kind of locker and what they've been building, they've been really good at avoiding that obviously there have been a few guys um that haven't but they really got rid of them i mean they took the risk um good old john dorsey like to take his risk on some guys right (laughs) and you know he took some risks but you look at you know some of them work some of them don't i think that's just how it goes right like you brought in kareem hunt he's been great for us you know has had any off the field issues since you know and that was obviously a pretty big risk and everything he had going on was very you know obviously serious but for all intents and purposes, what they've, with the situation they put him in in Cleveland and probably no small part because of Nick Chubb and Baker and everyone in there has kind of helped him turn the corner a bit. Right. And I think signing Nick Chubb like that, who's a big guy in your locker room was probably almost as important as what he was putting on the field. Yeah. I really liked signing him to that team friendly deal. It allows you to keep Hunt around another year, I believe yeah. at least uh, as a team option next year that I, I would definitely pick up. I think it's, in a six million range yeah. or something, I would definitely pick that up with what Chubb will be making. Um, keep them together another year, the yeah. best duo in the league. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if, if Hunt doesn't want to leave and go be, you know, RB one somewhere, which I don't, I don't think he does. If he did, he wouldn't have signed that deal again, right? I mean, he wouldn't have re-signed with us because he knew what he was getting into one when he came here the first time, and then we re-signed that deal. So I think for us, that's good. And I mean, Hunt could probably be. RB1, right? I think he could go be RB1 somewhere. Yeah, his rookie year. The Insane. system was great for him, but he was great his rookie year. He led the league in rushing. And yeah. coming to Cleveland, he's really seemed to have gotten his life on track. He had yeah. some off field problems, been rather quiet since getting pulled over at once. Uh, so I think he enjoys Cleveland being from the area and such. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good for him. Like you mentioned, that, you know, the off the field incidents with that and everything um that he had going on with that video that surfaced and everything that was a whirlwind as it typically always is um like i said it was a risk ringing in but those two together for you know for everything that they've got going on seems to be working so if it's not broke why blow it the hell up right i mean why not keep it going so um after that you know i, I think it's been it's been a pretty quiet off season for the browns which is good it's, it's always good it's <laughs> always good we've got some loud loud off seasons you know i mean even even last year wasn't too bad i mean you had a new coach again which is kind of the norm which has been the norm in cleveland for a while but i think even back you know when baker got drafted and there was all that hype around him and then 
you know, the year after you had Freddie Kitchens and oof, you know, that was a, that was a rough, you know, rough off season, but this one's been mostly quiet, but I think something that's been interesting to watch is someone that you and I have talked about a lot outside of obviously this podcast, um, just between the two of us was Mac Wilson, um, who I thought was an interesting pick when we got him. I thought it was, you know, it, it could work out. Um, but there's obviously a reason he slipped that far, you know, and he's been kind of up and down and a lot of downs lately. So this is kind of a make or break year for him. Yeah, when Cleveland made the pick, I didn't care much. It was a later round pick. I figured it'd be depth, but the depth. But that preseason, he was a uh, he was good and he had a couple of interceptions. I believe yeah. he looked like a player. And his rookie year, he played, but it was up and down. He looked really good at times, but he looked lost at other times. Yeah. And uh, since then, he's really hasn't had a steady role with this team. Yeah. Um, a team with bad linebacker play, and he mm-hmm. was right in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah, our linebackers have been, you know, a weakness for a while. Um, and like you said, he's been a part of that. And, you know, he's, like you said, he's shown some flashes, but there's been a lot of a lot of bad for him. Too. I, I think he would admit that. I think he would, you know, like to at least be open with what he's been, you know, these past few years in the league. But if you asked him a few thousand make or break year, you'd probably get the same answer out of him. Uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's kind of a spot a lot of guys get in. And this is where, what I mean, the league is what average length is still probably three years, you know, for a player's me that come in and come out. So this is his third year, right? So, I mean, this is where you find out. Because if, if the Browns cut him, what happens then? I mean, is he is he going to get picked up by another team, or you think that's kind of it? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Um, I think this is his last go around with Cleveland. If he doesn't perform, he's done, and yeah. he's not locked to make the roster. Um, he's had a good camp so far, and yeah, that continues. He'll make the team, no doubt. Yeah, but um. If he if he didn't make the team, he might be a guy that bounces around a bit until yeah. he can hopefully revive his career. He has the athleticism to make leaping leaping plays, interceptions yeah. and such. As he last week, he uh, picked Baker off. He did on a nice play. Um, it's just those flashes like that that make you want to keep him around, and hopefully something happens with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he he comes and goes in little 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 spurts like that, you know, and it's frustrating because you want him to do it consistently because for the Browns the way it's that linebacker isn't you know isn't the most important position back there, you know, which is why you went out and got, and got some got safe back there, um, help back there. You know, so it's, it's we don't need him to be great necessarily. We just need to be consistently good, and I think that's you know, the base that we can't get to yet with him. So. Um, linebackers are still a concern. Obviously, we didn't you know, spend a lot of money on it, and why would we necessarily? But you're probably only going to roll with what one or two linebackers out there. You're not really going. It's not. It's not something we're going to need three or four out there at once. So he's going to be really fighting for time. And like you said, it's not even a lock that he's out there in September. Yeah, that's what makes it tough on him too. The Browns aren't going to play three linebackers on the field really much at all, and he's going to have to carve out a role on this team. Yeah. Um, whether it's just getting after the quarterback or what he did at Alabama or yeah. dropping back in coverage. Um, bad angles is what has really hurt him, I believe, his yeah. tackling. Um, he's noted to have the best offseason he's had, so I'm hoping hopefully that yeah. helps him put something together. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, would, I would say I'd love to keep him around. I mean, you know, it, you know, we talked about – we talked a little bit earlier with Nick Chubb, kind of what they're building, you know, in Cleveland, and he seems like the kind of guy that's really embraced Cleveland, you know, and there's a lot of fans that have embraced him as well. Uh, so for that, you know, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him kind of stick around in Cleveland and make it work, you know, because I do think his attitude is what they need. You know, you want 
for years there have been people that were in Cleveland but didn't want to be in Cleveland, right? You know, they we had to overpay for free agents or guys we drafted were like Cleveland, you know, like but Mac, you know, and it all started with that draft, right? Baker came in and embraced the hell out of Cleveland, you know. Chubb came in and embraced Cleveland. War, like everybody kind of came in. That was a big offseason for us. And he was part of that. You know, he, he was a part of that embracing Cleveland. So I don't want to get rid of him for that. But at the same time, you know, everything's going to come down to can he produce in the limited role he's probably going to have. And that's going to be the thing that he's going to have to ask himself and figure out on his own because nobody else can do that for him. Yeah, I'd love to keep Wilson around if he earns it. There's just younger linebackers on the team now. Yeah. JLK and Field, Tony Field, he's off yeah. to a bad start. He's unhealthy and hasn't practiced yet. But he's yeah. another linebacker that is young. And Anthony Walker's only 25 years, yeah. years old, I believe. And yep. he was just signed. Uh, he's he's a the big play hit. caller on the defense, so he's important. He's going to have – he's locked in for a role. Yeah, he'll be out there. Um, Wilson's going to have to carve something out for sure. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. Anthony Walker's going to be – if we're only rolling, say – one two linebackers if we're rolling with one out there it's gonna be walker most of the time right but you start looking at who's that second guy and then you I mean you draft the jok you know you draft the jok that you want to play and you drafted him pretty high you know so then you start thinking about rotate so mac wilson at most you know might just be a rotational kind of guy right you think that's probably his ceiling out there yeah and that's i think that's perfectly fine for him yeah uh, if he can thrive in that role uh just what Cleveland needs and it'll help him out on that side of the ball yeah it'll help him out I, I think that's I think that could be good for him too you know I mean we were probably playing him I won't say we we're playing him too much but we we're asking a lot of him yeah his, his rookie year he was definitely uh overplayed he stepped into yeah. a role he wasn't ready for that was just out of necessity and uh yeah part of that's on the coaching staff obviously yeah <laughs> yeah uh, in the front office for not having a players in position sure. but this team has linebackers that are, aren't qualified yet, but the talent is there yeah. to see what they have. And Wilson's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's right on. You know, he he got thrown into, you know, a situation that he might not have been ready for. You know, he was a late round pick for a reason, right? So to kind of go ask him to be out or to ask him to go out there and be like an every down kind of guy, putting him in a role that on most teams, that role he was playing is like a leading tackler kind of role. And you mentioned earlier his his angles and his tackling hasn't been that good. So you were kind of asking him to go out there and put him in a spot. And you mentioned the coaching staff probably didn't coach him up to be ready for that, obviously, you know, and that, I think that can hurt a guy. And I think that hurt him last year. And, you know, you've got a great coaching staff out there now, you know, so if they can't get it out of him, then like you mentioned, I I think that this will be his last, you know, his last camp with the Browns. And if that is the case, then, you know, hopefully he can go out there and kind of, make it up somewhere else because I do think like you mentioned his the, the talent is there it's just putting it all together and getting him in that right chance that right environment but the you know the thing that you the flash that you show or that he showed earlier you mentioned with Baker Makerfield I think is an interesting transition because Baker is someone that's going to be he's not in a make or break year he's I think he's made right I mean he's made so at this point this year is just having zeros on his contract right I mean this is just a year that you're going to see him kind of up that. So what do we, you know, what do we expect from Baker this year? What are, what are some predictions you've got for him and how he does this year? I just want the offense to open up a little more. Um, last year, he was limited with his receiving personnel. Obviously there was no burner. OBJ was hurt, but this mm-hmm. year I just want to see the offense open up a little more. And I, I think that will help his stats overall. I think if he can be a 
30-12 kind of guy, touchdown interception. Uh, Cleveland would be in perfect shape. Um, running the ball is always going to be heavy in Cleveland with the two running backs they have. Um, Odell back, Beckham back will help this team immensely. Uh, yeah. Just that kind of star. You have to – You have to get, the defense, defenses have to game plan for him. And, yeah. Uh, that's going to help the offense a lot. And adding Schwartz is a burner whenever – he may not be ready week one, but sure. eventually – uh, defenses have the game plan for him as well, and that's going to help Mayfield and the whole offense. Yeah, yeah, I'm expecting that offense. You know, if if OBJ can stay healthy, you know that's it's that's the biggest thing. I mean, he was he was balling last year. That I mean, you and I talked before the podcast, and I had him on fantasy last year, and that when he was out there catching touchdowns, we had three touchdown game right, and one of them was a pass. like it was yeah, just that nuts. Was... That was a balling kind of game for him, you know, and that that kind of showed you you know, what he could do. And that was after, you know, a weird, obviously short off season, you know, last year due to COVID and everything like that. Um, you know, so you, so you want to, you want to see him come back. You want to see him healthy. You want to see him have another year. And I think that's the, you know, the biggest thing that obviously we said earlier, you know, Cleveland has been rotating coaches for a while, you know, so that's the biggest thing you can get is not only keeping a coach. Cause we had, you know, Jackson for his third year, right? He went in his third year, got fired his third year. Um, but having a coach that we think is also it, you know, and from all intents and purposes last year showed that he was it, you know? So I think having a coach that's coming back that you're not kind of iffy on, you know, cause we brought Hugh back that third year. We were all kind of like, mm, should we have done that? You know? And this year we're like, okay, we're set. You know, we don't, we're not having a drama of coaching. We're not having a drama of quarterbacks or whatever this year. Um, and now we're sitting here talking, instead of worrying about who's going to be our starting quarterback in the preseason, we're just hoping that these guys come back healthy and another year with Stefanski get that off, get that offense rolling the way that I think he can have it going. Yeah. Another year with Stefanski, I believe is the single most important thing for this team uh, all around. There's been so much inconsistent inconsistency with coaching staffs, front offices, all of that. And that's just, that's the thing of the past now. Um, for once, things are stable in Cleveland. It's a yeah. winning environment, it seems like. And, I mean, last year, obviously. And mm. uh, Baker should – he should thrive in another year with Stefanski and Van Pelt. Um, yeah. That's another year with their system. They'll they'll throw a little more at him. They'll continue sure. to adapt. Uh, Stefanski prides himself on adapting. He'll throw more wrinkles into the offense. Uh, it'll be exciting to see what Baker can do with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you mentioned Schwartz. That's an exciting pick. Obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, I don't want to say a high risk because there's not really, you know, it's not like he was um, a kind of high risk guy. I forget the guy that we drafted a few years ago out of Florida, the dude that we mentioned Dorsey picking some chances there, you know, I can't remember his name, but man, uh, Antonio. Uh... What is it? Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. I can't even think of his such name. A thing of the past. But he's such a thing of the past. That feels so – Callaway. Callaway. Yeah. Antonio Callaway. I was getting ready to look up. Antonio and He Callaway. was a burner then, and we were so excited about him. It just Because yeah. we kind of had to be, like – We had to be. Um, there wasn't much to be excited for then, and we thought <laughs> <laughs> we thought he was that guy. And um, yeah. Schwartz is similar deep threat, but he's not a Without guy you have to throw in there automatically yeah. like Callaway was. Yeah, my good lord, think about the receiving core we got with Callaway. Callaway, I mean, at that time you were bringing back 
I don't even know what we were bringing back at that point. It, like, I couldn't tell you. It wasn't fun times. It wasn't, it wasn't a fun time, man. It, it, it wasn't. fun time, like, man. It wasn't. Higgins was thinking there. Higgins, thinking there. Yeah, Higgins was Coleman, around, I think, man. was the guy we brought back. Very limited. Yeah. Yep. He was hurt and limited, so we threw Callaway out there with Coleman, and that was just – that was a rough time, you know. But and kind of going back to in the wrinkles that we can put in there, I think Swartz can fill that role that we were trying to do that year now with a guy that can kind of go out there and he's probably not going to play much you know he's going to be behind Higgins and DPJ who's having an insane year too we can talk about him in a second um and St. Oscar's I should say not an insane year yet um so it's just exciting I mean you, this is probably the deepest wide receiver room we've had with since you and I've been watching the Browns yeah it for sure is um Schwartz will probably be wide receiver five mm-hmm. wide receiver six maybe maybe yeah they probably keep six. Uh, he'll be back there. Where he'll learn behind some good receivers. Yeah, yeah. His speed automatically. Teams have the game plan for when Anytime he's on the he's field. There, Even if yeah. he's running straight down the field, he's going to be covered. Yeah, bringing Olympic speed to the field is, <laughs> is dangerous for any defense, and yeah. he'll be accounted for. Yeah, absolutely. So we started this this part by talking about Baker making our predictions. So what do we what do we expect from him? If we had to throw some numbers on him, let me just start with the yards. What do you think he ends up yard wise? Because you mentioned running. Obviously, running the ball is going to be what we do a lot of. But we've got a lot of guys out there that, and we're, I don't think anyone in that locker room is necessarily concerned about their yards or catches or TDs. Obviously, you know, entirely at least. But what do we think he's going to go out there and do? Um, it's a seventeen game season. Yep. So I mean that that's going to help him out a little bit. Um, yeah. He has to clear that for – I think he clears that 4,000-yard mark. Yeah. Surely, um, I think it's just that year. He sure. Opens things up a little bit more. The last year, he started really slow. Yeah. His yards per game was very low. Some bad weather games. Yeah. There, more yeah. towards the end of the year, he was he was capable of yeah. 300 yards each time out. And uh, I think that carries over. Yeah. Yeah, he ended the year with, what, 3,500-some yards? Let me – yeah, 3,563 yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And, you know, you, I think you and I talked about before the year, there wasn't, a, there wasn't any of us and, you know, the, you and me and a few of our friends, it wasn't any of us that thought he would get single digit interceptions last year. I think we're all thinking like, okay, like he had 14 his rookie year. So if we can hit 12 to 14 again, you know, he was 27 touchdowns, 14 picks his rookie year. Second year was 22 and 21. So he had the old 2020. So we were thinking, okay, if we can get back to that rookie year and he just blew it away. You know, you mentioned he you know started pretty slow. They were running the ball a lot. Had some crappy weather games in there. Um, the Raiders game comes to mind when he didn't do a whole lot, but he did what you needed him to do. And then he was throwing out, going out end of the year, throwing out a, I think a 400 yard game in there. You know, so and that was without OBJ too, right? So yeah, he's a he's a gunslinger at times. So interceptions yeah. are gonna come, uh, but the single digit interceptions was definitely. Uh, Pleasant surprise. Great on his part because that wasn't expected. I mean, if he can sit in that 12 to 14 range, like you said, I think that's perfect for him. Yeah. Um, quarterbacks turn the ball over. It happens unless you're Aaron Rodgers. It, <laughs> you know, it don't happen often. Um, but he's going to make some risky throws. It's just the kind of player he is. Yeah. If we can limit those and be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, I think the Browns are content probably with 12 to 14 picks. Obviously if he can do sing, if he can do single digits again, we might have to reevaluate this conversation last year, next year, you know, but I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to go out there and be a 48 touchdown five pick guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, and have 70% completion percentage. I don't think anybody expects that from him. You know, I mean, you want him to go out there and fling it around because you got the guys to do it. And maybe, 
as the years go by, you know, he can turn into that guy that turns over a little bit less, you know, but I don't think that's expected of him. I think they want him to go out there and open up the offense, have some fun. Cause that's, that's when he's at his best. He's able to go out there and have fun, you know, and he's not out there. Obviously 2019 is what it is. And we all kind of live through that. So we know how kind of rough it was for him and everybody else. So I think you saw a big difference with him last year. Um, so to summarize that, I, I do think I agree. I think he'll, I think he'll, clear the 4,000 passing yard mark, push 30 touchdowns, maybe a little bit more, just kind of depends, you know, I think it depends on how everyone's kind of gelling with him, you know, and if he clears, you know, 12 picks, fine. If he goes under, then give him 40 mil a year. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no doubt there. Um, I think he's going to put up the numbers. He has this yeah. around um, another year of the coaching staff, as we've said, um, there's no reason for him to really not perform. Um, yeah. He's, he doesn't sign the contract before the season. He knows he has to perform. Yeah. The better he performs, the more money he's going to get. Um, yeah. That's obvious. And he knows that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's a, you know, it's a good segue. We wanted to kind of talk about extensions. We were, you know, maybe going to do at the end, but you know, let's just go ahead and kind of talk about that now a little bit and we can kind of end on a different note. Um, extensions obviously we mentioned the you know the Chubb extension earlier which is exciting which is great I think everybody should be happy about that um so the next ones you start looking at for that draft class are obviously Baker and Ward or Denzel Ward right um but I think you and I both both agree that Denzel Ward will probably be next right yeah Ward um he seems to be the easiest left of the few that need extended to something um he may be on the cheaper side of bigger named cornerbacks. I mean, he's still going to secure a bag. No sure. Doubt. <laughs> yeah, secure um, that bag. <laughs> he's going to miss, he misses four games a year. Every yep. year it seems um, he's always a hamstring or whatnot. Um, and that has to come up in contract talks. Sure. So the best availability, the best, avail- the best ability. thing is being available. Yeah, the best ability. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was trying to say. Yeah, the best ability is availability. That's and right. he isn't always that. I mean, if he can go out there and be available all year, it, if he waits till next year, that would obviously help immensely. But I mm-hmm. see this deal getting mm-hmm. done before then. You want to get it done before, like, I think Jair Alexander still needs yeah. signed, and he's one of the best yeah. in the league. And he could really set the market mm-hmm. if he's signed beforehand. So that's – you want to get him signed mm-hmm. before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ward is, Ward is from the area. Yep. Keeping him in Cleveland just sounds right on all sense. levels. Um, so I definitely see him sticking around. Yeah, I think they'll work something out with him. And I think, I, you know, obviously I agree. He's he's that next one up. You know, obviously Baker's deal is a little more complicated. Josh Allen just signed his fucking ridiculous deal. Um, you know, and, and I think for them that, that the deal that they signed with Josh Allen makes a lot of sense for them because, you know, much like we talked about Baker and these guys sitting the culture of Cleveland, Josh Allen went there and just embraced the fuck out of Buffalo, you know, yeah. and brought them. Yeah, I think um, I think Ward's logically the next one that gets extended. Um, you know, Baker's a little bit trickier. Obviously, we just saw the Josh Allen extension, which you know, you and I have talked about Browns building a culture and getting the right guys in. And I think Josh Allen was exactly that for the Bills. This is why they paid him as much as they fucking paid him. Um, so I think that makes it a little bit trickier for the Browns. But I also don't think they're basing much of it off of him. You know, I mean. Josh Allen at this point has a little bit more awards behind him and, you know, whatever that means to them um, doesn't necessarily, I think, impact the Browns and how they're going to this bigger thing. 
Baker so, the thing. So I think Ward's next. I do think like he must he'll be a little bit cheaper just based on his injury history. And for whatever fucking reason, our Brown defensive backs are always hurt. Always hurt. For some reason, you've got you've got Ward's that's a little hurt. You've got Delpit obviously missed last year. You got Greedy that can't stay on the field. So I don't know what's in the water for a defensive back room, but hopefully we can get that cleared up and get this all taken care of for Ward and everybody's <laughs> sake. Yeah, that's the biggest thing with Ward. When he's on the field, he performs. Um, that's whether yeah. it's blocking a kick or interception yeah. or tackle. Um, that sliding tackle he had at one time, that's the most Nuts. freakish play I've seen <laughs> in some time. Like, who even thinks of that at the time mm-hmm. of doing it? That's just the type of player Ward is. Yeah. He's a athletic as all get out, and he's a good corner. He's good in Cleveland when he's on the field. Yeah. So you want to keep around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's what we needed him to be, just except for his injury history. You know, you drafted him number four overall, you know. So you wanted a guy that can go in there and shut guys down, which he can do and make Pro Bowls consistently, which he made one his rookie year, you know. So he's got the ability to do it. He just needs to get out there, you know. Um, it's interesting. It'll be it'll be great to see. I I do think they get him signed. They'll get bigger, obviously, signed at some point. Probably not until next year, right? I think he's going to, you know, wait it out and just kind of see what happens. Which is, if I'm him, I'm waiting too. You know, if I'm Baker, I'm going to go ahead and wait. Not, you know, I, I, you know, to kind of bet on himself, kind of. But I think at this point, the Browns, if uh, they're probably sitting there right now thinking, okay, if we pay him this year, this is what we're going to pay him. If we pay him next year, this is what we're going to have to pay him. You know, I think they've probably got that planned out. Yeah, he's a smart they, guy. I think they have in mind what – what they think he deserves and yeah. if he performs better, what they think he'll deserve then. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Josh Allen deal has anything directly to do yeah. with it. I think it gave a general idea, a range. He has that all pro, which helps him, as you mentioned. But right. Baker doesn't. Same same draft class. They both had great seasons last year. Yeah. Um, look, Baker will get something similar, but I don't think there's a direct correlation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's obviously more of like a media thing, right? You look at fans and say, okay, well, he got paid this much. He's, you know, and then you start talking about, obviously, it's, it's a great quarterback class. You got Baker, Lamar, Josh Allen. So, I mean, that's, they're, they're always going to be tied together from like an outside perspective. But I agree. I don't think Andrew Berry's sitting there looking at Josh Allen deal going, oh, shoot, now we got paying this much money, you know? Um and that's, you know, we've got, you know, other guys that we're probably going to want money to here pretty soon. You've got Wyatt Teller. It's just each, you know, each, each year that goes by, you know, I was hoping we we're going to sign him last year. I know you and I were both kind of hoping he'd get signed last year, but he made the smart business decision and didn't sign. I'm sure they threw him some money. He was like, nah, you know, I mean, and he bet on himself and he did it, you know, he did exactly what he needed to do. So I think, you know, other than, you know, Baker and Ward and the guys that they drafted, you got some other guys that are going to need some money. So do you think they get Wyatt Teller money too, or do you think they end up letting him go? I think Wyatt Teller is probably the toughest of the all of them. He was traded to Cleveland. He didn't pick to come here yeah. or anything. He has no ties. Um, he he has every right to go after the money he, yeah. he deserves if yeah. he performs like he did again. Um, he was potentially the best right guard in the league, and that's, that's a high dollar. Yeah. Um, he was big in the run game last year, so you'd want to keep him around. Mm-hmm. But if there's bigger money elsewhere, I could definitely see him going elsewhere. Yeah. Cleveland may not be in a position to throw him the highest yeah. amount of money. Um, just kind of depends what 
they do with the I think there's a correlation to center position. Um, yep. How long Treader's around, that kind of stuff. It's yeah. I think it's pretty deep actually. Um, but Teller, I think he'll be the toughest of yeah who they have left assigned to keep. Keep around, yeah. I mean, you you know they they've been drafting guys kind of on the offensive line. You know, you drafted Nick Harris before to kind of try to get him like almost try to get him ready for um Treader at some yeah, point right successor, yeah. yeah but then Treader keeps being good you know so it's not it's one of those things where obviously you know it, it comes down to like we mentioned making smart business decisions for him but at the end of the day the Browns have to look out and say okay we've got these guys on rookie deals which is when you can go out and do you know stack your roster like you're doing but eventually you know that window kind of closes and it closes quick you know so once you start paying Baker 35, 40 million a year, all of a sudden, you know, if you guys start throwing Wyatt 12, 14 million dollars, you know, it's, it, you can't do it, you know? So. Yeah. Um, tough decisions will come on yeah. this roster, whether it's Teller or other one that I really would like to resign is Ronnie Harrison. Um, yeah. He was a good safety for us last year. He could do a multitude of things. Um, yeah. And he's had a little bit of injury history as well, mm-hmm. but. When he played, he played well, and Del Pitt, there's a risk there. He's coming back from Achilles, yeah. and they're tough to come back from. And Harrison, but you have him on the roster, you you want to keep him around. I don't think he'll be that high dollar, but yeah. he's there as a safety blanket if Del Pitt doesn't work out. Best case scenario, Del yeah. Pitt works out. Um, he's on his rookie deal, and yeah. he'd be cheap to go with Johnson for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Del Pitt's hurt again, right? He had his hamstring thing last week, I think, right? A week or so ago, so – that's the thing to keep an eye out by your he's, he's kind of challenging Ronnie Harrison for that safety spot opposite John Johnson, you know, and I think obviously they'll love to see him kind of bounce back and, you know, maybe try to keep all three of them for a little bit, but if not, then it is what it is. But, you know, when you start looking at these guys, obviously you mentioned you've got some tough choices ahead. You've got OB, you're paying OBJ and Landry, both kind of wide receiver one money, you know, and Landry kind of goes back to, we Got him and probably overpaid for him a little bit, right? I mean, I think we could all say he overpaid a yeah, little at bit. Yeah, the time that was that's what Browns had to they do. They had to do. You, you know, you traded for him, but then you had to throw in the money to stay. You know, um, so at some point you you run out of money, right? You can't. This isn't man. You can turn the uh, the whole salary cap <laughs> off. Unfortunately, so, unfortunately, you run out of money. So that's that's where it gets a bit tricky too, right? You kind of start thinking, okay, well, do we restructure Landry? Do we try to get? obj restructure i don't think he'll restructure necessarily i think landry might um those are tough choices i mean you've got deep wide receiver room so you hope that um dpj kind of keeps going and maybe he can do something and higgins keeps going but maybe you know it's and then just spouts in there we could do a whole hour time about how this all kind of trinkles down you know sure um but i guess you know the last thing we could probably try to talk about is it was the you know we mentioned an exciting off season for the browns in all the good ways that brought a lot of guys in so what are you? Uh, what free agent signing are you, are you most excited to watch here this preseason and going into the year? Um, first, the, the defense was really revamped as we thought it would be. The previous year, they did the offense, the defense. That's the side of the ball I'm most excited for, and it'd be John Johnson the third. Um, he's. I thought he would get play calling duties of the defense, but Walker did, which is fine. I think Johnson's. He's already a leader. It's been noted already. Yeah. Um, he's going to be huge for this defense. He does a little bit of everything. He doesn't have a glaring weak spot in his game. He uh, he isn't talked about enough. He's one of the best safeties in the league. He just wasn't talked about a bunch. He's, he's young. Um, he's exactly what Cleveland needed. The safety room was very poor last year. Yeah. And Johnson, I think he'll be the biggest improvement for this defense. Um, you bring in a star level safety to perform 
to uh, replace Andrew Sandejo. That's uh, yeah, that's a trade. Mm. I mean, trading them two is exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, exactly yeah. I think he's exactly the kind of guy that Woodge is looking for, right? Joe Woodge is looking for a guy to kind of to help run his defense like that, and I think that. Um, John Johnson is exactly what they needed. You know, I'm kind of with you. I thought he was going to get that play calling dude, but at the end of the day, I don't think it matters too much. You know, as long as you got someone that's competent to do it, and I think they do. You know, Sandejo, um, I kind of ripped on him a lot last year, but he was the easy scapegoat, you know, for kind of the tackling. And he, he went out there and balled, you know, as hard as he could. You know, he's obviously not on the same level as John Johnson. That's an immediate upgrade. And if you hope Delpa come back, that helps out too. So John Johnson's a good one, but I'm also excited for Clowney. You know, I think obviously, you know, his numbers last year were what they were, but he was more of a run kind of guy. And he's always kind of been that, you know, he's never been, he's never going to be, he's not going to come to Cleveland and be a double digit sack guy. Right. And I don't think they want him to be, or I'm sure they would love him to be, but I don't think they expect that out of him, you know? Um, but when he was paired up with a healthy JJ Watt, he was making pro bowls, you know? So it'll be interesting to me to see if he can kind of reproduce, or get back to that level now that he's aside, a guy like Miles, you know? Yeah, um, Clowney, he's always had a problem finishing plays, it seemed. Um, he's never, I mean, he played with J.J. Watt, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Miles Garrett is a different level of J.J. Watt sure. when it comes to pure pass rushing. Yeah. Um, he's never played with someone like Garrett who's has a chance to be in the backfield in every single play, and yeah. he holds up throughout the game. Um, Clowney's noted to have his best offseason so far he's had, and yeah. I'm hoping that translates to the season. I mean, he's an upgrade from Olivier, Olivier Vernon in a way. Sure. Vernon was very good when Garrett was out with COVID. Yeah, it he seemed really like good. he didn't really perform when Garrett was out there. And when you have Garrett on the other side, you have to take advantage of that. And I think Clowney can, and he has so far in practice. I mean, it's been said that he's – gotten the best of Jack Conklin and he's a two-time all-pro in his first five mm-hmm. years I believe and yeah that's not an easy feat and Clowney's gotten the best of them plenty and yeah hopefully that can go into the season yeah hopefully that says more about Clowney than Conklin right <laughs> <laughs> hopefully yeah. hopefully that does but hopefully Conklin was great last year that. you know so you got to <laughs> Conklin is, hasn't lost it in a few months you know since the end of the year but um yeah that, those are the guys i think will be really interesting we got a lot of guys anthony walker's an, an underrated kind he was a big signing but i think between the clowny and johnson you know but some of the guys that we talked about he's kind of going under the radar but i think that'll be um an interesting one too so like you mentioned they really revamped the defense after going for the offense the last couple of years last year specifically um so it'll be interesting it'll be really good to see and um other than that, Brandon, I think we're I think we're good on the week, right? I think that's pretty much the biggest things that we're trying to catch up on. Um, so when uh, we want, how do we want to explain to people what we're doing here? We're doing once a week for now, going to probably twice a week in the uh, once the season gets going, right? Yeah, we're gonna do uh, once a week during the off season and once, once the season starts, potentially even preseason a little bit. We might do an extra episode here and there during yeah. the season. We'll probably do one. Before and after each game. Sure. But as far as the offseason goes right now, we'll definitely give one a one a week or so. Um, yeah. We'll get news here and there from training camp and such. We just wanted to get back after over a month off of this yeah, podcast yeah. and give everyone an update and let let, let you know, know where, where, this, we're at. Where, where this is going and such. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're back rolling. We're gonna be doing these at least, you know, once a week for now. 
Um, and it'll be exciting. We're going to have a lot of stuff to kind of talk about as the preseason gets rolling, as they kick off. When their first game is – I wish I remember uh, off the top of my head. I know it's on a Saturday. We talked about that earlier. Next Saturday we have Jacksonville. Yeah. Preseason game one. Uh, first game, that's – It's the old Urban Myers out there. Kansas City. Myers. Uh, that's, the, that's the tough one. Uh, it's going to be a lot leading up to that. Uh, the 12th of September it is. Yeah. That'll be that'll be a fun one. That's that's gonna be really interesting. Kicking off the week against the Chiefs, um, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that. Obviously, as we get close, we'll have some predictions on that. You know, we're gonna try to do one, like you said before. So maybe that Friday before Monday recap, whatever it ends up being, you know. But that's that's what we're looking at. So I think we're I think we're all set for today. And Brandon, unless you want to add anything else, we'll yeah. uh, we'll wait to see everybody we next week. A, we got a podcast Twitter set up at Browns Digest Pod on Twitter at Browns Digest Pod guys want to give that a follow everything on there i uh i retweet all that side articles there as well yeah um, you'll find all the pod stuff there and so forth yep you'll find all the pod stuff to get that a follow make sure you keep up with what we're doing you can find us on itunes everything like that so whatever you guys prefer to listen to this however you're listening to it now keep that up and uh, let us know how we're doing if you need to talk about anything always open for that so other than that we thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week